0: Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and you're listening to In the House. Oh, Thanks for listening to the show. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house. Electrical, plumbing, heating, air conditioning. Each week, I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative and hopefully bring you some value. On this episode... On this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about indoor air quality, what it is, how it works, um, how does it help reduce sickness in your home. Uh, I'm talking to, or today I'm joined by Kevin and Dustin Van Orman, and yes, they are brothers. They have been involved in the HVAC industry for almost 20 years each, and they have played a big role uh, over the years in helping build the HVAC departments out here at Any Hour Services. So uh, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks yeah, for yeah, having thank us. You. you you're like spoke at just the same time (laughs) anyway uh so indoor air quality let's actually let's dive into that what is indoor air quality how would you explain that to someone so i think uh somebody who doesn't know
1: anything about it i would just start off by letting them know that it's how their air is in their house or in other words how it can make them feel while they're in their house so there's a few different aspects of it you know from temperature to what's floating around in your air, uh, the amount of humidity that's in it, and it all goes back to how it makes you feel. The quality of the air is going to make you feel different ways. Is it going to make you feel itchy? Is it going to make you feel comfortable? Is it make you
0: feel dried out? You know, I think a lot of people, when they think of indoor air quality, or at least for me over the years, when I've heard people talk about indoor air quality, they I've not really heard a whole lot of people focus on the temperature aspect of of the air in the home. Um, But that's interesting because it does. I mean, cold air sucks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that if you're
1: freezing in your house, the quality of your air in your house is not good. It's not (laughs) ideal. So that's
2: interesting. It's it's really about your comfort and your health. Okay. That's that's what we're focused on with indoor qualities,
0: creating an environment where you are healthy and comfortable. So what are the things that affect the quality of the air in the home? the indoor air quality
1: I think that uh honestly you know well let's start off with temperature right we talked about temperature um I think that's probably the one that people notice the most notice first you know uh my wife for example if it she always feels cold whenever it's a certain temperature you know if it's below 70 or whatever else where I'm comfortable so the quality of the of the air to her is not gonna be very good you know what I mean she's gonna want a little bit warmer um but then there's the other aspects of it as well, you know. Um,
0: so temperature, the things that would affect it, obviously the temperature outside, mm-hmm. the construction of the home, uh, you know, how drafty is it? How energy efficient is it? Mm-hmm. Um, the I would say probably the operation of your system, uh, how well it is at uh, maintaining or adjusting the temperature in the yeah. house. And the, the
1: type of delivery system you've got also. We have so many different types of furnaces
0: and blower motors. And I
1: mean, you've got... Uh, single stage and multi speeds and modulating, you know, different things like that. The way that it delivers the air can also contribute to just the comfort level, you know, with the temperature and the way it feels. Some people really don't like having actual air feeling like it's blowing on them. You know what I mean? And uh, when you have a forced air system, which is basically what we're talking about. You know, there's a lot of things where that's what you're going to feel is some air blowing. But there's different ways to kind of mitigate the amount of air
2: that you actually feel. I remember when I was uh, a little kid, we used to come in from playing in the snow and we'd grab a blanket and sit on top of a heat vent. Oh, yeah. And fill that thing up like a tent. And it was just hot as can be. It was a sauna. But nowadays things are, uh, are, are built different to where the delivery system isn't just cooking your
0: air like crazy. It's designed to make you more comfortable and more consistent
2: bringing it up more gradual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. So we talked about temperature, the things that affect it there. Uh, what are the other things? What are the other aspects of our air and what affects those? So you talked about uh, the cleanliness or what, what are the other aspects of indoor air quality?
1: Yeah. Well, before we even started uh, recording stuff, when Dustin was talking about um, different things and just, just to, uh, refresh everybody Um, was talking about stuff that you can actually track in, you know, think about pollen that can attach itself to you or imagine what you've stepped in throughout the day and it gets ground up and in your carpets. And then every time you step on it, it kicks a cloud of it up. Um, You know, that stuff that's floating around, whether you realize it's there or not, it is. And uh, that can really affect um,
0: the way the air feels when you're breathing and how it affects you long-term. So you've got particulates in the air, Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things that can affect that. I think, I th- probably most people have have experienced or maybe seen where you have light coming through the window and maybe you see oh, yeah. the, the magical angel dust. Right. <laughs> Is that what you call it at <laughs> <in> your house? <laughs> uh, we call it dust. <laughs> it's no angel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, at angel it makes you feel better about breathing it in.
0: Okay, fair enough. I'm
2: I'm holier now. <laughs> it's, it's true though. we we're, we're, you see that in the air and that's what we're breathing and and you know that's that's coming everywhere. From from the outside, we, we walk in our house, and we stomp on our carpet, and it gets stirred up in the air from our carpet and our furniture and everywhere else. And it's, it's something that all of us have. And uh, if we can eliminate a lot of that just through filtration and through the different air quality products that can help us, you know, we're going to have better quality air inside of our house. Okay.
0: So we've got particulates, uh, and then you, uh, we, we mentioned humidity. Uh, what affects the humidity in the home? So
1: when we talk humidity, uh, it's a different conversation in every part of the country that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in Utah, we're up in the mountains, air is a little bit thinner up here, um, and it's just naturally a little bit drier already. I mean, we live in a desert, right? Mm -hmm. And so you figure wintertime, air holds so much moisture in it. And if we take a furnace and we heat that air up, and all of a sudden that air is now expanding, Right the moisture doesn't expand. The moisture stays basically the same. So, so essentially you're drying it out and that can be really noticed. And a lot of people can, you know, different people can be more sensitive than others um, to how it feels. You know, you're, you know, some people's kids will get bloody noses really easy. You know what I mean? Um, dries people's skin out. And, and that's one thing that can really, I mean, we've, there's options out there to really help the, the feel, the the humid feel. And that's when I think a lot of people don't even realize there's something that can help.
2: Go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, yeah people just, uh, I think they just accept it because that's how they grew up with dry air in Utah, especially in the winter time. And, and the way they combat that is they just slather on lotion. And realistically, that's probably not the best solution if you can make your air inside your house, give it some hum- humidification to where you're comfortable year round and you're just not drying out your skin.
0: Okay. so. So uh, humidity in the house is affected mainly by the climate that you're living in, and then also the process that you're using to uh, condition the air. In the winter, it's going to be drier because of the way that it's being heated, and in the summer, um, you're actually trying to pull moisture out of the air because of the way, like, the, the process of... Air conditioning the home yeah right? well
1: your your air conditioner acts as a
0: as a dehumidifier, yeah you know you ever look at those little
1: if you go down to your unit, and you see the the p v c pipe that comes off and goes down into your drain and you're like "Whoa, there's
0: water going there what's that mm-hmm. from that's just the humidity that's being taken out of the air, yeah, so okay, so that's humidity. did you have something else you were going to say about humidity um um yeah actually I, I one other thing that a lot of people don't even associate with humidity
1: um what's the one thing when you're going? somewhere like back east or, or wherever, somewhere hot and they're by the ocean and they always say, or, or they're talking about Utah and they say, Oh, it's so hot. But then they say, Oh, it's a dry, it's a dry heat.
0: Right. So it's not as hot. I was in Arizona for a couple of years, uh, serving a mission. And, um, that was, I, I actually came from Georgia to Arizona and that was their favorite thing to say, like, oh, it's hot, <laughs> yeah, it's but a it's heat. a dry heat. And I'm like, mother lover, when <laughs> <man>, it's 118 <laughs> outside. I don't care if it's hot or or if it's dry or wet. Like, it's hot. Yeah. Well, so,
1: but the thing is, and the reason I bring that up is because in your house, um, if your humidity level, let's say it's, it's down to 10 or 15%, mm-hmm. right? Um, the humidity that's in the air helps retain the heat in the air, okay? And so... Uh, when, you're, when you're looking at the temperature that you set your thermostat on, um, the more humidity you have, the more heat that the air retains and the more comfortable feeling it can be for longer, right? And so if you have a, a little bit, and it's going to be a little bit different, you've you got to set it for your comfort level, but um, you are able to turn the humidity up, which means that your thermostat, the actual temperature you set that on, you may not need to set that up to 72 like you always did before you had humidity
2: that you were putting back into it, right? Mike, another point to mention here, you know, Kevin talks about lowering the temperature in your home to uh, you know a few degrees lower than what you typically would keep the, thermo- the, the thermostat at. Um, we're talking about in- indoor air quality, but uh, another added benefit to that is if you're lowering the temperature in your home because it's more comfortable due to the humidification, uh, you're actually gonna take your utility costs down.
0: So there are some added benefits to the humidification that people don't necessarily think about. That's a good point. And we'll get into each of the products that are offered uh, to be able to affect those things in the direction that you want to go, you know, that way. But the last one, so we talked about temperature. We talked about the particulates and filtering the air. And then we talked about uh, humidity. And then there's another aspect of it that is like purifying the air or air cleaners. What are some things, because I don't know that a lot of people... I don't know. Like why would someone need to clean the air? You know, that's a good question. Um, some people I
1: think may not notice that there's a bunch of stuff in the air, but, uh, a lot of people, especially if you've got allergies or asthma or, or anything, um, you can find that it doesn't take a whole lot of stuff that's in the air and there's, there are a lot of things that can actually
0: help with that. So there's things like odors. There's, um, Chemicals in the carpet. They call them VOCs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things in the air that you might not be able to see, uh, but did you, or you might not even be able to notice, but there are things in the air that a filter doesn't necessarily catch or mm-hmm. doesn't fix. A basic filter, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so, so anyway, so we'll talk about all of those different things. Let's just, let's start. Let's go back to, um, let's start, go back to temperature. You were telling me a story earlier about um, modulating systems or, or whatever explain what that is with your system and how that affects the temperature okay so basically there's
1: a lot of different uh a lot of different types of systems out there right basic one you've got your thermostat on the wall people are familiar with their thermostat and they set it for a temperature so that thermostat it has a range where it's it's going to be sensing right and so say i set it for 72 degrees and you know, it's got to drop, and it's going to vary. <laughs> Sorry, Mike's giving me a funny look. Uh, it's going to vary um, from thermostat to thermostat. At what point it's going to kick on, right, and say, hey, it's cold. Turn the heat on, right? And then basic furnaces, you know, we're talking about a single-stage furnace. It kicks on one speed, one one. Uh, so basically one gas level that it's burning at, one blower velocity that it's going to be spinning at. It's and just got an on, it's just on okay. exactly, and so it, it blows until that thermostat gets brought up to temperature, and then it shuts off. Now there can be some swinging up and down in in that process, right? Now you've got a, you know a basic of the
0: of the temperature, meaning like you want it to be here. It gets down to a certain level, then it boomerangs and it kind of goes up, and it's like exactly. swaying back and forth uh, with maybe a two or three degree you know, range that it's going. Exactly. Okay. So you're
1: basically, your temperature kind of doing a wave, you know,
0: and its purpose is it's trying to raise the temperature up enough so that it doesn't have to kick on again until it drops back down. So it may, it may heat the air more than it needs to. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Now the one that I was brought to your attention earlier was a, a modulating system, right? The, the main purpose between a a modulating system and some of these other systems that are out there is typically a modulating furnace is,
2: is smart you, you what were you saying dustin about uh people and their smartphones oh, yeah the, the technology nowadays i mean you, people nowadays they don't want to carry around a flip phone anymore these old furnaces that a lot of people still have that's your flip phone it's it's they're they're obsolete they with the advances we've had in technology nowadays, these, these newer furnaces that are designed to keep a more consistent temperature in your house through what Kevin's talking about, the variable speed and the modulation and the different things that they do. That's your smart technology. And you know, we're, we're so quick to rush out and buy a smartphone, but we don't think about our furnace. The other thing too, you know, I, I took my wife <clears throat> a couple of months ago to buy a new fridge. So we're, we're in the, the store there looking at fridges and, 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 I'm thinking, man, how could I save some money here? And and of course we need a fridge. But her eyes are just wide, and she's thinking, wow, look at all this cool stuff that there is with fridges. And uh, so of course we end up buying a pretty nice fridge. And instead of spending 500 bucks on a cheap white basic two door fridge, you know she spends a couple thousand dollars on what she wants. Uh, in in HVAC it's it's similar nowadays where there are furnaces that they have all these cool features in technology that people don't even realize is out there and a lot of those features that the equipment have are designed to improve indoor air quality they're designed to circulate the air and make it cleaner for us make it cleaner and make it more comfortable and that's kind of what i was getting back to with okay so
0: explain how the modulating system works
1: yeah so your your thermostat is no longer just that on off thermostat it is now a smart thermostat right for a good way to explain it um or to describe it and it is now in communication, direct communication with your furnace yes. and also your air conditioner if you have the right kind of air conditioner, right? And so now the sensor that is sensing the the room, the, the actual space that you're living in, and the machine that's delivering it to, now they can talk, right? And they can bring the levels up, bring the levels down. They don't have to be full go on. They can be a, at a fraction of what is the capacity, right? And they do that knowing that, hey... Uh, middle of the day when the sun's shining we're you know the house doesn't need to be on full speed right and so it can bring it up just that little bit and but the whole purpose is to try and keep that that uh, that wave that happens to be a a more flat type line to try and keep it so it's I mean it's all based around your comfort and and in doing that they
0: end up being more efficient as well gotcha and I know this is an oversimplification but I as you're explaining it I'm thinking about uh, you know a fan where you've got high, medium, low, instead of just all the way on or all the way off, you've got different comfort levels that you can reach by like, Oh, well, maybe I don't want to be really cold with the fan on full blast. I'll put it on low or medium. And so, and, and it does use less energy that way, but with the thermostat, um, with it, communicating better and sensing better i guess and communicating faster gives you that ability to control that and save money so um go ahead i'll point out one other thing about that mike Uh, a lot of people
2: have areas of their home that just don't get to the temperature that they desire okay before the equipment shuts off Uh, it's pretty common to if you walk from the main level to the basement to have a temperature difference there or sometimes those far corners of the house where you know, it's the corner bedroom, the furthest from the furnace, and it just doesn't get as comfortable as you would like. And so one other big benefit of having this technology that Kevin's talking a lot about is because it's running slower, more consistent, it gives time for that house to actually reach those far corners and then also circulate from that basement to the main level. It's going to churn. It's like throwing your house in a blender. It's going to mix that up so that you actually have more consistent temperatures throughout the entire house. Mm which is a big
0: plus. Cool. Okay, so we talked about temperature. Let's talk about... Uh, at, so in affecting the the temperature, now that that sounds like if you're going to do that, that sounds like you need to... Because some of these products you can retrofit into an existing system. Um, but what you're talking about, it sounds like you need to know that you want to do a modulating system going into it. So that's is that one that you only can affect when you're replacing the entire thing, or is that something you can retrofit to get some of that uh, more comfort and more uh, efficiency? Yeah. If you're talking about going to a modulating system,
1: then that would be something to do when you're replacing your equipment, right? Um,
0: a lot of those other things, like you say, you can add into most any type of system. And I've, I've heard uh, our service techs talk about um, replacing a fan motor with a mod with a I don't know if multi-stage, modulate, like what what is that where you can actually swap out the, the cause the fan motor is like a big draw of the electricity that you're using because it's a motor. It takes a lot of amperage when it like kicks on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so can you, if you've got an older system, can you at least get a modulating motor? It's not a modulating motor, okay? Uh, modulating is just the way that they're designed
1: is to be able to go up incrementally uh, while being controlled by the controls in
0: the furnace and the thermostat that's in the house, right? Basically, you can take... So their... how does an ECM motor work? That's my bad. For, I, that's why we have the experts on that know what they're talking about. So, uh, so it's not modulating what does an ECM motor so do?
1: So ECM motor, it's, it's just a more efficient motor. It's not going to be the hard start um, and the hard off, you know, like your typical single stage motors that you've got out there. Um, and so they do have some universal motors right? That people can put in, um, and varying on from technician to technician, you know, is going to let you know, you know, everybody's got their opinion on what's best with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But the idea is that when they, when they turn on their, it's, it's, it's power usage is a lot less, right? It doesn't have to be the hard start. They, it ramps things up, ramps things back down. Um, but,
0: uh, it's not, they There's not as much uh, of the max current or the max amperage at the beginning, is that? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what those are designed to do. So um, more
2: efficient, but not the same technology as what we've been talking about. Got yeah. it.
0: So, so if you want the modulating thing, that really is something where you'd need to know that going into mm-hmm. replacing the system. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Um, okay. So we talked about uh, particulates in the air, uh, dust and things like that, that you can see. I think a lot of people would think, okay. Filters, and I think that's probably the most common indoor air uh, product that people know about. They might not think a bit about it that way, but um, talk to me about filters um, and how, like, I, we could have an entire episode on filters probably, so just mm-hmm. kind of give me some of the basics and what kinds of different filters are available when we're talking about indoor air quality.
2: Okay. Dustin? You know, uh, filters are the most overlooked component of heating and air conditioning. Uh, I can't tell you how many of the repair calls that we go on are simply because people neglect their air filter. Um, and you don't have to have the fanciest to protect your equipment, but that's that's what you're really doing, essentially, is with the, the basic one-inch filters that everybody buys at Home Depot.
0: You know you know what I like? I'm sorry, my brain yeah. squirrel. But, like, uh, you were like, I can't tell you how many blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's a really, like accurate way of saying like I don't actually know how many hmm. <laughs> but I it's like we've got a lot but don't ask me because I just said I can't
2: tell you how many <laughs> I can't tell you but you know Kevin you can agree with me here how many again I can't ask how many you've been doing this for a long time same as me and Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of repair calls we've gone on are simply because they've neglected their air filter. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I talk about it all the time on the, on the radio and stuff about how important uh, airflow is. Um, but I think a common question that people have, because I think people don't quite understand that when you can't just go to the store and get a higher quality air filter... And throw it in because the system is engineered and designed its whole purpose is measuring airflow it's designed to move a certain amount of air out and a certain amount of air back and anything that gets in the way and creates resistance is going to put more strain on all of the components inside not only are the motors going to have to work harder but the uh, if in, especially in the summer if you're not able to uh, dissipate the heat that's being created by the heat exchanger, it stays there in the cabinet and puts more stress on the internal components. And so the, you know, basic thing about air filters, they they have MERV ratings, right? And all that means is that the higher the MERV rating, the smaller the opening that the air has to travel through. And air has density, it has mass. And if it can't get through that filter, yes, it's, it's trapping more particles, but if your system is not designed for a HEPA filter, which is like that super high, like not letting anything through, if it's not designed for the small amount of air that's going to be coming through, if you go and you take a system that's designed for a, a MERV 10 and you put in a HEPA filter, you're going to you're going to affect the performance of that system. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Was it right? Accurate. Yes, pretty close Pre- um, <laughs> Yes, it was accurate. <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs>
2: you're right though I, I mean you do if you want to improve your filtration uh, You have to re-engineer and it can be done with most existing systems okay. But you do have to re-engineer how that filtration system is is uh, connected to your equipment now We can make those changes But if you want better filtration, a higher MERV rating like you say, Mike,
0: you do have to make some modifications. So as far as filtration goes, um, there are different kinds of filters. You've got everything from the little fiberglass filters that have holes big enough for your finger to fit through it seems like that aren't really trapping anything except Wood chips. Uh, wood. <laughs> yeah, the ones that look like horse hair. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe they might stop some of the animal hair, you know, that's that's flowing yeah. through the air. Uh and then you go up from there to uh, you know, you've got the cloth filters, the one inch, you've got two inch, four inch, like you've got different thicknesses. Um, let's see, where was I going with that? Um Is there a rule of thumb like when someone is wanting to uh, when they're replacing their filter, I've I've heard people, and I think that the reason I've heard people say this before, people have said, you don't want to do a filter higher than, you know, X amount. You don't want to get them too nice. And I think it's because the system, most people's systems aren't engineered for those nicer filters. And so if you are worried about, if you've got dust and particulates in the air, it really is about talking to someone that can come out and look at what your system is designed to do now and talk to you about what options are available
1: one of your big issues that you run into um, nationwide uh you've got issues with duct design right uh things maybe they weren't sized properly uh maybe they weren't installed the best and so what that does is it can create high static pressure basically the pressure that you're air is moving through your duct or duct work with right they measure it in static pressure and so if you have a poor duct design and then you throw in a filter with a high merv rating and like you were saying it's, it's just too dense um, that's where the adverse effect really comes in on your equipment right um, so there's a lot of things that you can do though you know um, your filter the main thing with your filter and and this is one of the reasons why it's a good thing to have someone out so you can personalize your system to what your needs are. Cause somebody who's got asthma and allergies and whatever else is probably going to need a little bit more than someone who, I mean, like me, I've been breathing junk in for years and I feel fine. Right. That's probably a terrible thing to say, but, um, so anyway, but it can really vary from, from household to household is what I'm getting at. And so, uh, and, and duck system to duck system, right. Uh, where, putting in a higher density filter is maybe not the best option for you on yours. Well, you can get into a UV light, right? Uh, different types of UV lights will actually help the particulates in the air get filtered out easier mm. by those filters that may not be
0: as dense. Well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, UV in a minute. Let me, while we're on filters, I know that there are, um, there's different, like there's electro, there's ones that have a current in them, there's mm-hmm. ones that have like charcoal in them. Talk to me about some of those other, there's some that have like a big media cabinet that have different stages of, of filtration. Uh, talk to me about what some of those things are doing and why they're designed the way they are.
1: Yeah, so you've got, uh, I mean, a lot of different filters. Though You've got electrostatic, right? You've got electronic. Um, electrostatic filter, um, most of the ones that we deal with, they're basically you're charging, giving the a charge to that that filter material that's in there and because of that charge it now attracts things to the filter right um you mentioned charcoal uh typically you're going to have that type of stuff in there to help with smells and odors and things like that helps draw those out um but uh yeah they've got some actually really neat stuff when you're looking at the elect- electrostatic filters mm. uh, and what they're actually able to uh dry out i've seen some uh demonstrations where you know they take a cigarette and they fill up a thing with cigarette smoke and then they run it through the the electrostatic filter without it being charged and then with it being charged. And it, it's actually pretty amazing and eye-opening to see how it will draw that out, right, and uh, purify the air that's been going through.
0: Hmm. Um, okay, so obviously lots of different uh, filter options there. Um, filters can be retrofit into an existing system fairly easy mm-hmm. would you say yes
1: uh, most systems yeah most systems you, some sometimes you're limited by space right but most systems you can you can typically do some kind of retro
2: I think it's important for people to realize though that they do have options uh, I, I remember going on one particular call where uh, a mom and dad and their new kids you know young kids had some allergy problems. And they tried upgrading themselves to just, you know, something with a little bit higher Merv rating that they purchased at the hardware store. And it was causing their equipment to malfunction because it just wasn't letting enough air through. Now that doesn't mean you should go back to the old junkie filter. You should, but, but after discussing with them, their options, we made some modifications and put an even higher Merv rated filter than what they were attempting on their own and improved their air quality even more. Uh, And so they had options, but I I just remember uh, seeing their relief because they were stressed that they wanted to help their kid to have better air quality, and uh, they were failing on their own, but by talking to somebody that can give them some pointers on how to improve things, they were able to help their family.
0: I think since they do sell filters at the hardware store, and it's the thing that most people think about, um, or a lot of people talk about, and you hear people saying, oh, it's the most common, whatever, uh, I think people are lulled into a false reality that filters are simple mm-hmm. you know there's a lot more to them
1: yeah uh, it's just really one other thing i think it might be important to bring up you know you mentioned the different thicknesses a lot of people yeah. don't understand why this filter's thicker than this one and what i mean what does that get me if i have a thicker filter yep because i can have a one inch filter that's a merv 8 and i can have a four inch filter that's a merv 8 right the biggest difference is that four inch filter has a lot more material that's able to Surface area. That surface area, exactly. It goes back and forth. So essentially it's longevity, you know? Uh, if I took those filters and I stuck them in the exact same system, the four inch filter is going to be able to filter and last quite a
0: bit longer. And yeah, if, so, you, if you imagine uh, a sheet of paper that has a certain dimension, right? Four by six or whatever. And then if you take it and you fold it as an accordion, it still has the same surface area, but you, you might be able to fit it in half the space mm-hmm. or less space. Now, it, it, it all of a sudden takes on more thickness, and if you take and you put several of those together, all of a sudden, you might have a much larger, you might have four or five times the surface area of air being filtered at the same time with, you know, but anyway, so that's-, that's Exactly right. That's yeah. why I pleated filters work the way that they that Correct. they do.
1: That, that's the benefit of having that wider filter cabinet to be able to go with yes. those filters. It'll last quite a bit longer. So if you're like me and you forget to change your filter,
0: that's terrible. To, I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually the ones that like don't. Uh, that you don't. You don't take care of the stuff around your own house that you take care of for other people. Exactly. It's kind of funny how that works. But you, you know, I do have
1: the wider cabinet, so I can put in those longer-lasting filters, so I don't have to have it be my
0: number one thing I'm thinking about every few weeks. Okay, so we talked about filtration. Um let's talk about humidification. Um what talk to me about what a humidifier is. We talked about uh you know some of the benefits of of having humidity in the air as far as like it um making your system more efficient because it holds the heat uh you know longer. Talk about some of the other benefits of humidifier. Or actually Tell me how a humidifier works, because there's different kinds of humidifiers. That's correct, there are different kinds of humidifiers. Uh, A few different main
2: ones that people are used to seeing. Uh, One is what they call a fan-powered humidifier, and it's, uh, if you're familiar with how a swamp cooler works, uh, with a swamp cooler you're running water through a pad, and it's maintaining or retaining moisture in that pad, and then you're passing air through it, and that's how it makes the air cool in your home with a swamp cooler. Now we're not talking about swamp coolers, but fan powered humidifier is a similar concept where um, there's a water line that runs to a device, a box that's mounted on your furnace in your ductwork. Um, There's water that runs through a pad and that pad kind of maintains the the moisture in in one area and then there's a fan that will push air through that moist pad uh, which is going to create moisture in the ductwork that travels through the house. Uh, So similar to what a swamp cooler does, and uh, it is putting moisture in your house. That's one delivery system. Uh, Kevin, you can expand on these any way you like, but another one is uh, what we call steam humidification. So they've got steam humidifiers that is a a little bit more costly option for people, but it's a much better delivery system because instead of just blowing air through a a wet sponge, essentially, um, it's actually breaking the water molecules down into a steam state, and putting the steam into the ductwork, which is going throughout the house. So it's already broken down into a humidified form, which is going to be a much more effective delivery system. So those are the two most common. Uh, Kevin, what do you want to add to that? Um, You've also got a
1: bypass humidifier. They don't have a fan on them. Essentially, there's a a pipe that taps in each side of your furnace. You've got a return and a supply. The supply is where the air is blowing, and the return is where it's coming back to the furnace. And so in that scenario, you would actually take a pipe from the supply, and it would be you'd be taking the air from the furnace system itself and use it to blow the air through the the sponge, the pad that Dustin's talking about, and uh, to be able to get it to push air or the, the moisture into the. So the instead stream. of having
0: an independent fan, you're using the the velocity of the air that's exactly. already f- exactly. flowing in the system exactly to push over. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when you look online uh, at the different benefits of a humidifier. You, you see things like adding humidity in the air helps things like dry skin, uh, irritated eyes, dryness of throat, uh, allergies. If you've got frequent coughs, bloody nose, sinus headaches, uh, cracked lips. Uh, you know, another thing that it helps with if you've got um, dry air, static electricity is, is more common. So if you go around and touch a doorknob and it shocks you, uh, touch someone else and it shocks you. That's dry air. Well, it's not dry air, but I mean, technically it's the, you know, atoms. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy to build up, build and negative up the charge. Yeah. yeah. You build up the charge. Uh, humidity helps with that. Uh, they also, it also helps with, if you've got wood floors, furniture, just Correct. having things uh, have a certain level of humidity uh, is better for you it's better for everything in the home as well some,
2: some of the big thing effects like you say is the hardwood floors yeah um, if you're constantly going from moist climate to dry climate from with the season changes you can actually cause swelling and cracking in hardwood floors mm-hmm. But some of the other big things it affects too is uh, uh, musical instruments pianos are a really mm-hmm. big one and uh, other musical instruments where that can really be damaging to kind of people's affect the, personal affect the tuning and all that stuff oh, yeah. yeah
0: absolutely There's a reason when you're installing hardwood floors, you bring all of the hardwood into the house and you let it sit there for a little bit so Mm -hmm. it can climatize, um, to, to the house. Um, let's see. Okay. Anything else about humidifiers? Um, I think
1: a a plug for skin. Uh, so my wife's from South America Mm -hmm. and uh, when she first came up here, she came up here in 98. Um, she like essentially, raisined out. I mean, it, it dried her skin out so bad. And
0: I mean, that's one of those things that it, con, that it combats. Right? Raisined.
2: That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Pat, I don't, patent pending on that when I
0: When I think about raisins, I think you mean the opposite way. Because like when dried, I think about raisins, out. that's what I <laughs> think of Like when you've been in the bathtub too long and you've got raisin fingers. Yeah, oh, but like you, <laughs> don't, you don't make raisins like by raisin. soaking
1: them in moisture. It's very
0: true, but everyone says <laughs> that like it looks like a raisin. Like it, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, anyway, well, let's talk about what the ideal uh, humidity level is because I growing up in in the South, like it's very humid there, and I'm I have an issue now here in Utah, like keeping my skin moist enough that it doesn't get ashy and crack and you know itch and and stuff like that and pr- part of the issue is probably I'm not at home often enough to enjoy the humidifier there but uh, what's the ideal uh humidity level
1: you know ideal is going to vary from person to person um but that's why with a humidifier you end up with a control device a humidistat of some kind some of your nicer higher end stuff the, your humidifier can be controlled with the thermostat um, and then, I mean, there's a, a huge number of them that have a separate humidistat with a control on it. Right. Um, you're going to be looking, you know, on the low end, you know, some people are going to be comfortable at the 25% humidity range and other people are going to want to be more 40, 45%. Um, if you do get too much in there, you'll start having some issues. You know, if you've got it cranked up to hundred uh, you might notice water streaming down the insides of your windows, where it's because it, obviously we're running these in the wintertime, mm-hmm. and so you end up with moisture and water damage around your windowsills if you have it too high. And so, you actually you kind of got to
2: find that range that what feels good and what's right for your house. Yeah, when I was uh, when I've been in homes with customers and we've installed a humidifier for them, uh, that's the instruction <sighs> I've given them is to I've given kind of an average number of where most people might be, but then I say just gradually adjust this over time to what your family's most comfortable with yeah i usually tell people to
0: i usually tell people to start around 40 percent and then watch it from there and if you know you've gone too high if you start getting that condensation Mm -hmm. in the corner of the of the windows um let's see talked about that talked about this is something that can be easily retrofitted into uh most systems correct most systems yeah okay what what what's an example of a system that you wouldn't be able to retrofit it into is it again space is that the biggest issue
1: yes usually space um there are some steam humidifiers that you can the the actual device is off to the side you know so most of these you're mounting directly on the ductwork and so if you go down to your furnace you look and you're looking, there's pipes and all this other stuff you got to be able to fit it in somewhere right and some things some some systems you can move the pipes and do whatever else and you can make it fit. I have I have had a few where it was quite difficult to get the actual space to fit a humidifier like that in there, right? Um but steam humidifiers like I was saying, some of them uh it's a hose that's got a hook to the ductwork and the actual device box machine, right? It mounts somewhere off to the side. Mm. And sometimes those are an option if you can't make the other ones work. Um and then but with those, you know, sometimes cost comes into a into play they
0: can be a little bit more expensive gotcha yeah i also something to think about if you have an unfinished basement right now and your furnace is down there and you're trying to maximize space be be aware of the what you're going to turn into your equipment room because you need to be able to still maintain and work on the stuff in there i from experience i have a really small house and it has it had an unfinished basement and I remember, like, getting out the graph paper and trying to take advantage of every, <laughs> every you know, six inches made a difference in, in my basement as far as, like, the size. So I was trying to get things as tight as I could. And looking back, I probably should have given a little bit more space in my equipment room because I'm, I'm a little bit bigger guy. And when I – my humidifier is mounted on the side of my uh, furnace, and there's a wall right next to it, and we installed – the plumbing manifold on that. And so now every time I try and like squeeze into that space to try and like get to the, to check the pad and do all those things, it's a little tight. So <laughs> just be aware of those things. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So we talked about humidifiers talked about temperature filtration. Okay. The last thing, uh, that we mentioned was the, uh, air purifiers and cleaning the air. Um, this is, this is where you start to talk about, um, you know viruses mold bacteria different things like that different organisms that really the things that can affect your health uh, from a sickness uh, perspective um, let's let's talk about the products that you can um, put into the home to improve the air quality there because I don't know that a lot of people realize I think when you say it they probably it probably makes a lot of sense but they have these types of air uh, air quality products in hospitals and other places where you really need to be cognizant of the health of people, spreading of germs and whatever you know people have. So talk to me about some of these residential applications of air purifiers. I think when you bring up air purifier, the
1: first thing that comes to my mind is ultraviolet lights. Oh, I was thinking the ionic breeze, uh, yeah. my sharper image. Yeah, you could get those too. <laughs> I don't even know what that is (laughs) late night (laughs) infomercials. Ah, nice. (laughs) Anyway, keep going that neutral system. Um, so yeah, ultraviolet light. system, the diet.
0: So he yeah, knows I wonder that, how that came in. He, he knows about the commercials for uh, diets. <laughs> it's all about you know what you what you think about. I should, uh, I probably should have paid more attention to the Nutrisystem uh, I, uh, I was I didn't want to say anything about that because. But you, but you dropped the bomb on me. I apologize. You. you were like, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm going <laughs> to hint. I'm going to hint no. <laughs> to everyone that Mike's our big show host. <laughs> anyway, okay, be, so be careful. You might get a nickname. Uh, Big Mike, something. Uh, well, let's talk about it. This is as good a time as any to talk about nicknames. Kevin, what do you got? I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's not go to. I, I know the type. I know where y'all's uh, minds go, so I don't need to. Okay, so I, let, you'd have to cut and paste if I started throwing. Yeah, no, out. let's let's not. So uh, air pure. So you started out. I think when everyone thinks of air purifiers, go.
1: The the first thing that comes to my mind is the ultraviolet lights. I think that's a common enough thing that people might have heard of it in the past, right? Okay. Uh, essentially, there's a few different types, right? Uh, from a, a light that mounts on your ductwork, actually an actual bulb that gets installed so that it's shining UV light inside uh, where all the air is passing by. And essentially, as the air passed by, the stuff that goes by it, the theory is that the UV light will kill it, right? We're talking
0: germs, uh, things like that. Um, now, I, I do... I think that UV lights because uh, I've, I've heard I've heard people say that and I can't tell if it's like the competitor of the people manufacturing them. But, uh, you know, they, they say that the UV lights, that the application of just the light bulb being in the system uh, doesn't do as much as you think that it would do because you've got in order. The air is just moving too Air's fast. Moving quick, yep. To, to be able to actually, cause like all of their tests and things are done in a laboratory in a Petri dish and the light shining over it, but air isn't still like that. Mm-hmm. So um, what, do, what do you say to something like that? Well, you know, like I say, I, th- I think that uh,
1: some help is better than none in that kind of scenario, you know, do, do they work? Uh, yeah, I think to some extent they probably do. Um, I've never been in one of those labs and seen the testing. But um, there are other options, though, that are still using ultraviolet light technology. Um, well, let, me,
0: let me stay there for a second because I think there are actually a couple of applications where it would be uh, effective. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that the ultraviolet uh, lights, that they are there are different intensities of output. And you want to be aware of that. And the higher the intensity of that output. Now, obviously, you don't want to look directly at any of these uh, you might end up, you know, hallucinating and yeah. thinking you're. A, don't a, don't stare into the sun. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I do know in other parts of the country where humidity is a factor, you can end up with mold growing on the evaporative coil. Um, is that the right one? You're correct. What's, yeah. what's the one outside? Yeah. That's the condensing the coil. The outside's condensing. So, yeah. so on the evaporative coil, where you where the air is flowing over and the refrigerant is pulling moisture out, and you have that moisture going down into the drain pan and then flowing out of the PVC piece that you were talking about. Um, I do know that in some situations, having that UV light right there shining on that coil, it actually does a great job to uh, kill mold and things that could be growing there on the A-coil to uh, or the evaporative coil to keep that clean, uh, and then couple that with the fact that if you do have higher-intensity uh, output bulbs that, like you said, something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's one application where I think that it is uh, effective there. One, one thing you have to keep in mind when you're doing
1: just these bulbs also is um, the it is ultraviolet light still, right? Yes. And so if you have it installed, and for your example with the evaporator coil, yep. say you have a plastic drain pan at the bottom mm-hmm. and the UV light is shining directly on the plastic drain pan, what is plastic? What happens to it when it sits it out? Degrades in the sun. In the sun yeah. Exactly. So there's a few things that, yes, then there's ways on some systems to set it up so that that works perfect. You know what I mean? Um, but there's just things you have to keep in mind. You know what I mean when you're
0: doing those installs. So I think I think it's important to to know that like, it's just it's it's usually not just as straightforward as you think, and you probably should at least consult a professional. You know, there's some thought got, that needs that, to go into it, for sure. Yeah. Now, you were talking about this other uh, technology where it still utilizes UV light, but there's an extra step in there. Talk to me about that. Yeah.
1: So they've got a few types of cleaners that are out there on the market where the UV light is actually shining on some precious metals. Right. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I don't know if I want to get into all the details of exactly how the thing works, but essentially there's a reaction that occurs when that light is shined on those specific metals. And in that process, uh, hydroperoxides are created. You've heard of hydrogen peroxide, and what's that do? It kills germs and things like that. So these hydro peroxides are then released into the duct stream, okay? And they will actually be blown throughout your house, and they kill germs. You know, essentially, that's what they do they, they go out and they look for nasty and, and the it. way
0: that i understand like the science behind it is that these molecules they go and they attach themselves to those viruses and things like that and they're actually extracting the hydrogen mm-hmm. molecules out of those and making them inert um, you know mike this is the, the type of
2: device that i have in my own house and the reason i chose that for my house uh, like you're talking about is the hydro peroxides that are created Uh, You think about what do we do when our kids go out and play in the yard and they get a little cut or abrasion. We take them in the house and we dump hydrogen peroxide on there to kill the germs. Yep. And that's what we all do. And so this is a a, a similar benefit. You know, the the hydro peroxides that are blowing throughout your house, they're going to land on the doorknobs. They're going to land on the faucet handles, all those places where we touch regularly. Yep. And they're going to land there and they're going to help to kill the germs that are floating around your house. Yeah. which is pretty neat.
0: When I when I learned about this particular technology and this product, it made me, um, it made me think automatically of like you know not having to, you know, go around and spray Lysol all over everything because you've got all of a sudden the air in your home is acting to uh, clean and disinfect uh, itself because you've got this uh, this process of this uh, air purifier going. Um, the go oh, ahead. I'll tell you another. Incredible
2: benefit to okay. this as well. Uh, I have five kids, believe it or not, and uh, it getting, helps with fertility. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It does not. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> a whole other discussion. Well, you <laughs> just went like I'll tell you, what, I've got five kids, I do. <laughs> this. Anyway, no, go but you know, but the point I wanted to make is my kids are growing up, and now I have teenagers, mm-hmm. multiple teenagers, and I'll be honest, you walk in their bedroom, and it's not the most pleasant. <laughs> place in the world. Uh, The point I'm making though with with this is that uh, this type of product actually cuts down on odors Mm. and makes your house smell fresher and cleaner. And uh, with having teenagers running around and the the odors associated with teenagers, it's been a big improvement that my wife has really
0: uh, felt the benefit from. That's cool. I remember remember putting one of these um, in my house. And if you go to our YouTube channel, you can find a, a video on how to install these. But um, I put one in my house, and I, I noticed. Because if you think about kids, especially if you've got kids, I mean, kids are a germ factory to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then they go to school with other germ factories, and they bring all of that stuff back into the house. And it, it, it really is nice to know that, like, I mean, it doesn't prevent everything. But, I mean, one of the statistics it talks about um, one of the tests that they perform is this Sneeze test where it, it says that it kills a certain number of uh, you know the germs in a sneeze within three feet. I think it's ninety nine point whatever percent. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how they tested that or what that means, but a lot sure of makes sneezes. me right. <laughs> it sure makes me. I don't. I don't like being sneezed on or anywhere near. I, I think I still wouldn't like being sneezed on, even if I knew it was all getting killed. Oh, no, no, for sure. I definitely wouldn't want to keep my distance from that. But, uh, but yeah, knowing that it helps to, and and they've got, um, they've got statistics, uh, where it talks about, you know, the flu virus and, you know, bacteria and all these different things that it's tested to be effective at actually, uh, you know, reducing and, and killing those things. Uh, the other side of that, you mentioned this a little bit earlier with the, um, giving a a positive and negative charge to different uh particles with this particular device it it does make your whatever filter you have more effective because what it does is it gives everything a, a a charge um and all of a sudden when as small as those particles are in like you can't even like see them unless you see them floating in the light. But all of a sudden, uh, when those particles are attracted to each other, you get a couple of those together that are bigger than they normally would be. And they get trapped in the filter a lot better. Um, yeah,
1: no, that's exactly right. It it makes your filtration, uh, a way, way better as far as like the amount that's actually pulling out all those particles that were too small that are just
0: passing through your filter. Now they've got more mass because they're combining together. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, those are the main products when it comes to uh, quality of air in your home. So really, if you would like to improve the quality of the air in your home, because, you know, so one of the stats that people say all the time is that the, the EPA um, says that the air in our homes can be three to five times worse than the air outside of the home. And one of the main reasons for that is that mother nature has this technology built in with lightning and humidity the and sun. All the sun and all of these other things where when you are outside, it is fresher air. But if you live in a place where, um, I mean, just here in Utah, we talk about the quality of the air all the time. People go up into the mountains where you can get up above you know, the, the, the pollution that's down here all of that stuff that you're um breathing in when you're outside and you get all those air quality warnings and things like that in the house it can be worse because houses are a lot tighter than they used to be they're much more energy efficient you don't have the draft you don't have um you know things that are actually re- refreshing the air in the home with the stuff outside so it it kind of gets stale you get stale air in the home and you're breathing that stuff in and so it is. I think that it's important to have uh, something as a something that you have on your system that helps to clean the air and make it more of what you need to be uh, breathing. And that furnace and air conditioner is the place where those devices go because all of the air in the home cycles through that thing. And so um, you know, with so whether so, I guess my point is whatever you're wanting to if you're wanting to improve the quality of the air in your home speak to a professional because you know a filter isn't going to do the same thing that uh, a purifier does so if you're worried about sickness and germs and killing if if there's a virus out there that's driving people crazy or you know the flu or you know whatever it is uh, (laughs) we're recording this during the midst of the coronavirus if you're worried about those things the best thing to do is get somebody in your home that's a professional that knows what they're talking about and talk to them about what you're trying to do. Are you just wanting to cut down dust? Do you have allergies? Do you have dry skin? Are, are your kids at school and bringing home, you know, you're worried about getting a flu shot and everybody's always getting the sniffles and all this other stuff. Talk to someone because you, you may not need all three of the, indoor air quality products, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. You may only need one or two, or maybe you do want to get all three. It's well, you don't have to get them all at once. You can That's spread it point. out. I mean, all of us are cost conscious mm-hmm.
2: and uh, it can be expensive to purchase some of these. So, so get them one at a time, spread it out. Now
0: I will say this, this is one of the things that I, I get a lot of flack on social media because I'm always trying to like give tips and educate people on things that can be viewed from within our trade as like trade secrets or like, oh, don't tell them this, like that's how I make my money. But like, I will say this, a great time to invest in these particular uh, indoor air quality products is when you are replacing your whole system. Mm-hmm. And my logic behind that is this, one, you're designing, uh, you know, you're, you should be getting a, a comprehensive uh, engineering design of your home and what system they're going to be putting in so they can, if you do want nicer filtration, they can do that. But also, if you think about going to Costco, you usually get a better price when you buy in bulk. You may or may not have some leverage with the company that's coming out there and, and you know, getting the system like, um, no, nope, I'm not going to do that. Oh, maybe if you throw in this, so, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can, it's a negotiation at that oh, point. Yeah. And, and you can usually get a better price because usually the reason they're willing to give you a better price on those items when you are replacing the entire thing is because you don't have the extra labor of having to dispatch a truck out to the home, having that guy that's just there only doing that. So if you call someone up and you just put in a humidifier, uh, on, on its own, it might cost you a little more for that particular piece than if you were going to do it as part of this whole installation that's mm-hmm. being a, a replacement of the equipment. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's all I've got for the show. Do you guys have anything? No. I... You guys didn't think we'd be able to talk an hour about indoor air quality. <laughs> was that an hour? <laughs> it, was, it was probably more than that, actually. Wow. Because really. I didn't have the timer going in the beginning. Well, it sounds like you're going to have to edit some of this. So well, that's y'all's fault.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, Was it
2: though? Well, we won't talk about that.
0: That's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of In the House. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Do me a favor. If you have time, go to iTunes or wherever you get your uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review for the show. Let us know what you think of it. Um, I'd like to thank my guest uh, Kevin, Dustin for being here. All the people that help behind the scenes to make this thing happen. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, go to anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. See ya.